Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us right here in the middle of December. And Christmas is uh, getting getting very, very close. And we got a little Christmas special we have uh, had on before. If you remember Daphne Barak and uh, uh, her husband, Bill Gunasty. And we, we're going to have them both on, on this week's show and Bill's going to give us some insight in Turkey. Now, Turkey, you know, is very important now because of the Ukraine war. And uh, Erdogan, the president of Turkey, has got a, a very uh, peculiar or very uh, unlikely type of position because he has to help Ukraine, and he's part of NATO. He, he believes in helping protect Europe. At the same time, he... Uh, Turkey controls who comes in in and out of what? The Black Sea. You can get a map, look at Turkey, see where the Black Sea is, and who is connected also in the Black Sea? Well, Ukraine and Russia and Russia's fleet. That's their warm port. That's the only way they got to get out and in in the wintertime. All the other winter ports are pretty much shut up except for one way up north because of the... Um, uh, the uh, Gulf Stream keeps a port warm that's uh, way up north, but most of their warm water fleet that, the, you know, wintertime to, to get access has to come through the Black Sea, which comes through right where uh, you can look at uh, Istanbul, Turkey, and, and, and they control uh, the, the Black Sea who comes in and out. So Erdogan is in a very unique place there. And now... Uh, uh, that's Bill has written uh, books about Trump in Turkey. He's talked with President Trump about Turkey when Trump was president, and and he's written some articles recently. And so we're going to ask him about Turkey, and then uh, uh, we'll get his wife on Daphne Barak, and his Daphne uh, and Bill are close friends with Trump. We want to ask them about uh, him deciding to run again. And we will also, we're not going to get the whole interview in today, so that's why I want to let you know this is like a Christmas treat to have uh, both Bill and Daphne back on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. But we'll see what Daphne's doing now. She's uh, not able to talk as much politically, and there's a reason for that. And she has a special coming up with someone you may uh, know. We all know an entertainer that she's got a special coming up very soon on television about so we're going to let her tell us about that and i just want you to sit back and enjoy this christmas treat a little mixture of politics and entertainment and someone who knows 
uh, Donald J. Trump, uh, Donald Trump and his wife Melania, they uh, uh, know them very well. Uh, she's known President Trump for decades now. And so they are friends before they, the Trumps were in the White House and they're still friends. So uh, we're going to uh, speak with them. And uh, as we mentioned, and you may not know this, I didn't let y'all know because I just got back from Mar-a-Lago myself. Wanted to see what's sort of going on in politics, and that's what I do with rock splitting politics. I'll go in and try to find out some things that necessarily you might not be able to read on the news. So I was at Mar-a-Lago a couple of weeks ago, and so uh, she'll mention that some in her interview, and also uh, we'll we'll talk some interesting things. So I want you to sit back and enjoy this show right here as a christmas special and also uh, next week we'll have some more from uh bill and and daphne and and so just want you to enjoy this time as something that's important and also not diving into the lame duck session of congress we're going to get plenty of congress in 2023 and look forward to getting the Republicans in the House leadership and seeing what this nation can do because we love America. And I love the fact that uh, Daphne Barack and Bill Gnasty can come on and tell us some of the things that uh, they're seeing now. So very important. Let's, uh, 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 and I was going to tell you, as we do this interview, she talks about the actor John Voigt is a friend and he's a very good conservative and you may know John Voigt and his acting role and career, uh, but he's also been a very uh, staunch uh, supporter of conservative principles. So she'll mention him in this conversation. And just sit back and enjoy. And here we go. I, I got Bill on the conversation first. Because since uh, Russia's invaded the Ukraine, the position of Turkey has become very important. How do you see? Right now, it appears that Turkey's, you know, not not trying to make enemies of either one. So, uh, how do you see Turkey's role in this uh, Ukraine-Russia conflict? Well, they're right. I mean, uh, Turkey played the role of intermediary between the two. Right. Right. It it yeah. provided, it allowed a private Turkish company to to deliver drones. Uh, for Ukraine to use against Russia. But at the same time, it kept the uh, communication channels open with Russia so that the energy and the grain supply can come to to the West. In other words, in a sense, when they ask this question to Erdogan, to president of Turkey, they say, how does this work? You know, all the other leaders yeah. are asking the question. Right. How come you are the you are like this? And he says that's a secret. Uh, <laughs> by that, he says, "Look, I, I'm delivering. I'm trying to mediate in between the two. I'm doing what needs to be done in the sense that Turkey actually, with the drones, prevented the invasion of Kiev, the capital of uh, Ukraine. Right? It okay. stopped that R- Russian convoy." to yeah. Kiev. Nobody else did it. Javelins did not do it. Uh, Biden's mouth did not do it. Uh, you know, all the statements from the U.S. did not help. They were going to invade Russia. So the drones from Turkey stopped that. 
Really? Well, see, now that, yeah, we hadn't really heard that whole lot in the American press that I've seen, and I'm glad you're bringing that out. That was that was back early part. Sure, of but, but isn't it our problem in America that we don't report or we mislead, we misreport? Isn't this what America has become uh, with all the yeah. globalists? With all the globalists running the media, what do they do? They yeah. talk to themselves. They bubble. They talk to themselves. They have opinions. They have uh, information uh, that you cannot find anywhere else. Go Google today. I'll give you a couple words if you uh -huh. can find them in Google. They don't exist. Like Chinese wall. You cannot find in Chinese wall in Google today. What happened to the Chinese wall? You go visit as a tourist. You uh -huh. cannot find it. Well, globalists took it away. <laughs> they put a terminology to Chinese wall. So they did lots of things like that to us. They prevent us from listening or understanding what's going on in the world. So they are leaving us in the dark. So based on that, I mean, I wrote an article, Daily Mail, the biggest yeah. paper in the world, yeah. London paper, printed my article about the Turkish thrones, how the Ukrainians see the Turkish thrones. It, they see that as their hero. It saved their butt. Simple yes. as that. Not the yes. Javelin, not the Biden, not the Western Europe. Turkish drones, simple drones, saved it. So hey, hey, he's asking this question until you show up. <laughs> Get a chair. Uh -huh. So the point is, that's what Turkey did. However they did it, they did it, right? But what, then what other, yeah, at the what? same time, it, at the same time, it kept the Turkey kept the channels open with Vladimir Putin and Russia. They are two I, neighbors. That's why I was going to ask so, you on, on, on that on Erdogan yeah. and Turkey. How, how do, of course, they could shut off the Russian fleet. So how does Putin? You know, he, he definitely maybe it's the secret, like you said, but he has a relationship with Putin because it's very important with the Black Sea fleet that's there. So how does he maintain that? Well, you you have to understand, Ed. You know, you know these things. Uh, international politics are difficult, complicated stuff. It's not a cup Absolutely. of tea for everybody, right? So Absolutely. that's why we are talking about uh, the failures of Clinton, Bush forty three, and Barack Obama, and now Biden. And why do we give credit to? Uh, why do I give credit to Trump? Simple. Uh, you have to go out and be forceful, be diplomatic. Do the thing for your country, right? Know yeah. how to do it. Either you know it or you don't know nothing. And those four that I mentioned did not know anything. They are 40, 50 years old people, 50 years old presidents. They should not have become presidents. And they didn't know. And Biden is too old to understand anything, to keep everything in, uh, in his uh, capacity. So, and we are lucky that Trump was had the mental capacity to handle it the right way. He handled it for four years. Simple as that. In this case, in Turkish case, Erdogan is able to handle it. He has He's one of those types. He's able to handle both of them. You have to handle everybody in the international system. It's a big system. We are not the biggest country with hegemony anymore. Yeah. We, are, we are not the country of the 70s, 80s, when Reagan was at the helm and uh, kill, you know, uh, doing I, I whatever what he wanted. Saying, those times passed. 
Why don't they say it? Those times passed, and now it's a different time. And in this time, we have to haggle. We have to uh, make the deals. We have to play the game the right way, uh, uh, select the right people to do the job. And we don't. They have. Turkey has it. Simple as that. That's the bottom line. There's nothing to think about it. I wrote, I told you, they yes, printed they my first article on the Russians. They printed now, they are printing this weekend two more articles of mine. One about the yeah. UN. And they say, why UN is no good anymore? I'm writing about it because I worked there 15 years, as you know. I'm yeah. writing it because, I, and, and they are printing it. This is the biggest paper in the world. They don't print nonsense. They have to print something of value. Well, they see the value. Why? I say, well, U.S. is finished. There is no more U.S. hegemony out there. If we elect these types of leaders to the helm, to the presidency, to the Congress, and this is what you get. You cannot, they, they don't know how to run the country, period. So in that case, there is somebody who is over there running and he's proving it. He's talking to, to, to enemies, Russia and Ukraine. How, if you are able to talk to two of your neighbors that are fighting, you are a great mediator. Everybody will say, come and thank you. Police will come and tell you, thank you. And the neighbors will say thank you to you because you did a good job. That's the case. U.S. used to be able to go and mediate, take care of everything. Now it's not able to do because we don't have good leaders. And Turkey yeah. has it. That's the name of the game. Here's that well, to you. <laughs> hey, I got Bill. That's on, on the I see you. This is a. Uh, how was how is your how was your visit in Mar-a-Lago? Of course, I had never been there, and it was just absolutely one of the best evenings of my life. I, I, I mean, I, I mark it down in the top ten evenings of my life. It, it was absolutely gorgeous. The people there, of course, there are about five hundred people there, and I met people I'd seen on television and people I'd always wanted to meet and here, here they were all in one place. And then uh, it was just fabulous the way coming in pledge of allegiance, had the bagpipes playing and, and uh, everything. And uh, my friend, and I think you've met her, you know, Alveda King, she, she did the opening uh, prayer and then, and then, and then she helps lead everybody. And uh, uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas to President Trump. So Anyway, the evening just went on, and it was a beautiful, beautiful evening. And I never realized how uh, I'd seen pictures of Mar-a-Lago and and heard about it, but I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous inside and outside too. So had had Did you a take a tour? Did you take uh, a tour? Well, uh, as much as they had let us. Now we didn't get to tour the whole property, but uh, I I, I, got, I saw enough to know that <laughs> I'd go back in a second if I ever get invited back. <laughs> It's very golden, I can tell you, with lots of gold. Yeah, gold everywhere. I mean, you just felt like you felt like there was a pot of gold there because everything was gold. <laughs> no, I'm very glad you went there. I know you wanted to go for a long time, right? Yep, yep. That was a that was a part of a dream come true, and so uh, so it was. You deserve it. Evening. You deserve it. You're a hard, hardworking man. Yeah. That that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, uh, one of my friends sat at the table for. Uh, President Trump, so he he got to give me the details of the of the main table. <laughs> and, no, but uh, but uh, Donald Donald does know how to host. He loves the place, and each time Bill and I uh, have been there and uh, invited by him and Melania uh, to their table, he he's in very good spirits there. He thinks that it's it's his home. Uh, he's very yeah. proud of it. 
Yeah, Daphne, I know he's very proud of it. Now, let me just uh, stop everybody right here. And for those who just joined us, we are talking to Daphne Barak and her husband, Bill Ganasty. And, uh, and, and Daphne just asked me about uh, how I uh, enjoyed my trip to Mar-a-Lago. And that's uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. And that's the home of uh, President Donald J. Trump. So I was explaining that to her. And she's going to tell us a little bit more about when she and Bill goes to Mar-a-Lago and some things that have happened there with them. And before she gets to that, let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Split and Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. And we're glad to have each and every one of you. The midterm elections are over, but that doesn't mean politics are over. And there is 2023 is a year we're going to really dig in and see what's going on. But uh, we're having this conversation with Daphne Barak, and, uh, and she's got an upcoming special with... She'll tell us in a little bit about a uh, special she has about Britney Spears coming up. So you want to stay and listen to that as we uh, see what she has to tell us. And also, and she'll tell us, like I said, uh, some some of her experiences there at Mar-a-Lago and her and Bill uh, go to uh, meet with uh, Donald Trump and his wife Melania. Now, uh, also just let everybody know, I've told our listeners for the last uh, few weeks that I do have a book that's coming out. It's called uh, Keeper of the Secret, Hatchie, and it's actually a series. It is a novel. It it doesn't have much to do with anything about politics, so it gets your mind away from politics. It's just like an action adventure with some historical novel, and it's the beginning of a series, so can you get it yet no we've got supply chain issues okay but it will be coming soon and as soon as we get that novel ready uh, and you're able to purchase it i will tell you how you can do that and but thank you for listening to doc holiday's rock splitting politics and we're gonna let uh, daphne tell us a little more about her experiences when her and bill have gone to mar-a-lago go go ahead daphne carry on now Somebody made a comment that they don't think uh, President Trump's really left Mar-a-Lago in the last few weeks. He's, he's pretty much stayed stayed uh, around there, which I can say I understand why. I mean, it's a beautiful place to stay. Yeah, and it's uh, well, he has a routine. He basically uh, goes around 10 a.m. in the morning uh, to the golf club, which is like 20 minutes ride from there. Right. Bill, uh-huh. Bill and I prefer the lunch in the golf club between us and your and your listeners and viewers. The food is much more tasty there than Mar-a-Lago. Oh, really? Uh, okay. In the golf club, yeah. Mm-hmm. I usually take the hot dog. And Trump usually finishes playing around 2 o'clock. And he comes with some of his colleagues. Uh, and uh, a friend of mine, John, who is his actually trainer, his golf trainer. Uh-huh. And they have, you know, junk food. And <laughs> usually when, when Bill and I have been that, there... Don't go. Oh, the junk food. That's an American food. Yeah, I mean, yeah the hot know, dog. American okay, dog. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he's usually in a great mood, even when he was a president. I mean, Bill and I were always invited to his table. And that's when Bill actually wrote Trump and Erdogan. We yeah. had only one copy before before the publisher sent it. He sent us one copy just to approve. And I I told Donald, look, Mr. President, uh, my husband is uh, wrote this book, and 
He took the book, he asked him several questions, he shook his hand, and then he just left. And I said, well, what are you doing? It's the only copy. And he <laughs> said, well, are you an owner? You gave it to me. So then, then Chris Raddy, who is the owner of Newsmax, uh-huh. I was, you know, stopped him on the way out, and I took photos. And he said, uh, then Chris said, well, you're holding Bill Ganasti's book. I mean, Daphne told me, it's just going to be out in one month. We we interviewed them right now. How do you get the copy? He said, well, I'm the president. That's it. <laughs> he took the copy. And the next day, the next day he came and shook Bill's hand again and said it, 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 he really liked the book. And John Voigt, our friend, you know, so Karina right. was laughing because Donald is very smart, but he's not very known for being patient to read a whole book. So John Voigt said, well, if you read the first two pages, I'll be happy. And that's it. <laughs> oh, well, and John, uh, Voigt, John, Voigt did, John Voigt did read the whole book. He even found a couple of things that, like misspelling or something which he didn't like, and he was really upset about the publisher, but he did read it from A to Z. A to Z. Well, yeah, uh, exactly. talking about that, uh, I know it's been uh, since uh, Trump left the White House, it's been a couple of years, and, then, and now he's announced he's running again, so... Uh, have you talked to him recently or uh, about him running again or, or do you know how his, uh, his family feels about that? I mean, I, mean, I uh, chose not to talk to him about that right now. As you know, things have changed for me in my career. I'm a senior interviewer for CBS and Paramount Plus. Plus, I'm a senior inter- interviewer for ITV News, which is like equal to CBS in the UK and 60 Minutes okay. Australia. Okay. So uh, unlike my husband who writes political articles, I have to be a little bit more um, uh, off politics, right? Uh, right. Uh, and more diplomatic. And uh, that's different when a uh, few years ago and how was, I was more concentrated. I took a few years off from uh, network television and more wrote, wrote books and produced documentaries. But I'm back to be a top network interviewer. And they are very... The rules that we sign, uh, which uh, I have to abide by them. So uh, uh, yeah, I've heard about so, those rules. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen any because I haven't had mm-hmm. to abide by those. But uh, but I'm glad. Appreciate you explaining that. I know I want our listeners to understand. You know what? Uh, you know what? What a great position you have now. And I, I, I was going to ask you what ITV was, but I, you just said you know it's equivalent of what CBS and, is and, in Britain. Yeah. And then um, because I'm doing this big high profile special, like, I mean, they said that I'm finishing 2022 with the biggest two scoops. That's Ghislaine Maxwell in jail and Britney Spears kids breaking the silence. And I'm starting 2023 with huge, with the biggest two. So because these are very um, polarizing issues, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell was charged for 20 years in jail for being an accomplice for a pedophile, right? And, uh, and Britney Spears uh, is one of the best entertainers uh, for the last several de- decades, but it's very public that she has been unwell, and there are many questions if they, if uh, her family uh, a, controlling her assets and her life was uh, required or not required. It's not that simple. Uh, it's not yes or no. Um, and we have just been, Bill and I were just been yesterday with, with her boys again. Yesterday we were filming and, and running to see her brother for lunch right now. It's the first interviews, right? Her father and her brother. So no, that's where uh, uh, so, 
where, where, where I'm from, uh, of course, I'm from Mississippi, and I know that family has Mississippi ties, and so we get to hear uh, through different access and sources about what, you know, what's going on, and, and really nobody knows, so I, I bet a lot of people want to hear your uh, and and it's you know it's it's not it's not black and white i think what what happening uh is that if you drop the name britney spears i think it's really a story about uh it's very nice right now that megan and harry are talking about mental illness it's very easy to talk about mental illness but to talk about mental illness it's per se is not enough what are we doing Mm -hmm. we have to really be aware that mental illness you're a doctor right so mental illness is is like a, a a if you have a problem with your teeth, or if you have a flu, or if you have a COVID, you, you you have a treatment. So to see to say that we are aware of mental illness, it's just you know lip service. And and um, uh, regard without talking specifically about Britney's condition, uh, there is also a family there, right? And there is are the two boys, amazingly uh, talented. As their father has done a great job, their stepmother Victoria is a really a rock. Uh, we became very close to them, and uh, they're very good looking, by the way. Preston uh, is seventeen; he looks like a young Johnny Depp. Okay. And Jaden, Jaden is sixteen; he looks like Britney. They're both dating. I'm not. I'm not allowed to say anymore because they will kill me. Uh, but we were introduced to the girlfriend yesterday, um, and basically, the idea is that these boys have to deal with a mother which was and which has been unwell and it's it's right. not a, it's not a shame factor it's like being it's she didn't ask to be unwell right i mean she right. and and all but the big problem is that unlike other families it's public right and then uh, has, yeah you forget that people forget they have to go to school they have two young sisters, peyton and jordan which um they have siblings but they all live together it's a beautiful family even Jordan is being, Jordan is what, eight or ten? Yeah. Uh, even Jordan is being teased in school, right? So, um, well, see, I can't they, imagine you talking about that. I, I mean, because I go to the grocery store and you see uh, Britney's face on all kind of magazines throughout the years. Uh, you know, you go to the grocery store. How, how can they not get away from it? I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's, just, I it's guess. Terrible. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of pain. And uh, uh, her mother, by the way, I, I had conversation with me and Langs and uh, and she will do anything to get her daughter back and and it's not in her hand it's not it's not a situation that she can control our brother told me the same thing he would do anything to get his sister back they have a reunion right now when we are here that they're all here they're a reunion the whole family right Jamie Lean uh, Brian their their children um, Jamie and Lean who are divorced are together right now for this reunion because our great grandparents however somebody's missing Brittany and it's the elephant in the room you know because of course of course they're talking about it and uh and she has to know that she's she's very loved and they miss her also the the boys miss her but the boy also the boys also decided and they're 16 and 17 uh, just Bill and I just hosted their birthdays and um they decided that and unless she seeks treatment, and treatment is not to be hospitalized or anything like that. Treatment can be going to a therapist and, and talk about it. It's not a big deal. Think about Woody Allen. Most of his movies are he's going yeah. to a therapist, right? I mean, right. it's nothing to be ashamed of. So they just decided until she will seek treatment, there is no sense 
for them to try to repair uh, the relationship. And they really cannot live the life of being Britney's boys. They have, uh, you know, Preston is playing the guitar, Jayton is composing music on, on the piano, they have girlfriends, they have friends, uh, they're working out. So, I mean, they need, they have their own future. But it, it is a problem that uh, I do hope that from our special, we will air another special beginning of the year, it will open people's mind and people's hearts that uh, look around, see if somebody is, is seeking for help. And if you can just, you know, open your arms or embrace them or their families, uh, I think that would be a, a good beginning of 2023. Don't you agree? Well, what you just said, and I think everybody knows, everybody knows someone in a family or their friends that need some mental health. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with seeking that out. In fact, it's advisable to ask people to help seek it out. And I'm glad that uh, we've got to listen to Daphne Barak and uh, Bill Ganasty and uh, this special Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting uh, Politics show. And we touched some on Turkey, and I'm glad Bill gave me some insight. I never heard about how important the uh, drones were from Turkey at the beginning of the war when, you know, the Russians, their, their, uh, all their uh, artillery, the tanks, the, all the lines just stopped. And everybody thought they were going to go into Kiev, and uh, they didn't. And why? Well, Bill just told us why. And that that's just uh, fascinating to me to to get his insight and some things that we're not hearing on our uh, news media over here in America. So uh, I'm glad you got to listen to this conversation. We're going to carry on next week, and we'll get uh, Daphne to tell us a little more about her special with Gislan Maxwell. And she's, uh, wow, you know, everybody wants to know did uh, Mr. Epstein kill himself or not? Uh, was it suicide or what was it? And will, will we hear something from her? Well, listen to next week's show and we'll see. Yeah, let, uh, we'll, we'll ask Daphne to shed a little light. I know she's got a special. She can't tell us everything's on the special because she wants you to watch the special when it comes out. And But we're glad we got her on the show and, and we'll be talking to her and Bill again next week. See you then. God bless you. God bless America. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.